Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, December 21st. My name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Field Yates and Liz Loza. Today's show is presented by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app, it is easy to Geico. Guys, this is Liz Loza's last show <laughs> in person in 2023 for this fantasy season. I, I okay. honestly... This feels like an MVP moment to me, Liz. You, guys, like, the, you make us so much better. Over. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> like you've made emotions. us so much better this year, Liz. Oh, thank you, Daniel. That's for sure. I've loved being here. I loved, are we allowed to talk about yeah, the holiday party last night? Yeah, uh, of course. Do yeah. you remember much of the holiday party? I was going to say, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> the parts that we still remember. <laughs> yeah. um, those Miller lights were going down smooth last night. Uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah. What an occasion. It was a, a good time. Do you have a favorite memory from the holiday party that happened last night? Either one of you. Not I have that one I that stands care out. to share. Uh, okay. What? You, in okay. The chat. Ooh. Oh, Whoa. you know what? Actually, I became an excellent beer pong. Yes. Beer pong player. Liz, most immediately. improved. Yes. You yeah. were like the, um, who's the most improved player in the NFL this year? This whoever, year? Yeah. Whoever Shima that is, Hubbard. that was you. Oh, that really? Uh, well, I mean. That's a good random poll. It could be true. I haven't thought about this thoughtfully enough. Me either. Okay. Uh, what was your one memory from last night? Last night, I went to the bar with Kevin Pulsifer and Tyler Fulgham. Okay. And <laughs> as we are there, uh, I told Tyler that the ciders were really good. They had a holiday cider. And yeah. so he went, he, he got one as well. And the bartender, because everybody had different tabs, couldn't remember what it was. He said, hey, are you Mike or Tyler? And he said, Mike. And then he grabbed his beer and he turned around and he just walked away. And the great part is, is his first name is Michael. So he's technically not lying, but That's he definitely put that on Mike Clay's tab for sure. I didn't awesome. realize there were tabs. I didn't pay for a thing. Well, that's probably because you were here visiting and everyone wants to take care of you. Okay. Mikey Big Checks was busting out the <laughs> credit right. card last night. That's right. I mean, Mike is rich, so whatever. We, we don't totally mind putting this stuff pool. on his We tab. hear about that all the time, yes, right? Like, he's good to go. You know, a couple days ago, Mike was like, yeah, you know, like a lot of wind here. He was like, my cabana outside my pool. <laughs> Got a little bit of wind damage. So I'm tough. like, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Like, you know, tough life. No, we more seriously, it did suck. We did have a, yeah, we had a crappy weather day here that did actually impact it Mike. Really was, I feel bad for the guy now, yeah. but uh, not too much that I can uh, not throw a joke in there as well. But yeah, great time. And um, I wish we had to do that kind of stuff more. I know. Liz is here, what, four times a season? Once a month is sort of the cadence, or at least has been. Has yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. So it has been a ton Isn't of fun. Isn't it weird that she would prefer to live in L.A. than Connecticut? Yeah, yeah I don't understand. Central Connecticut's so great, Liz. <laughs> Why would you prefer Los Angeles? After you drank my cider last mm-hmm. night, yeah. also that happened. Daniel yeah. just like full on pounded my cider. I was like, that that was my drink. Yeah, I did not realize. I thought Then it was we mine. had a lovely yeah. com- conversation about Central Connecticut. Yeah, we did. He, he Listen, Daniel and I are, are Central Connecticut guys. We appreciate what we have here. We do love living here. I'm not trying to be... Uh, sappy or sentimental, but it is a great, great place to live, great place to raise a family. So yep. it's not like I'm much as we're going to have fun with the idea of Liz and living in LA and how that's probably like a lot better than Central <laughs> Connecticut. It is still a place that's been very good to the two of us for Absolutely a long time. Has. So we are grateful to be down here. Very grateful to be down here. Yeah. And it was a very fun being able to hang out with everybody from our sports betting and fantasy department. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always fun to be able to do that because those are the people that we spend so much time with. And 
we all realize that we get to talk about sports for a living and it's so much fun. We are very blessed and lucky to be able to do this. So that party is just a very fun thing to be able to celebrate. You all know, that. I happened to cross paths with Joe Fortenbaugh this morning. Um, he after, did not come. He, he couldn't. He had a couple things going on. Uh, Joe, this was after uh, having several layers of makeup applied to him, which he doesn't <laughs> need just for the record. He does not need those. He's a pretty but, man. Yeah, he is. He's a beautiful man. And he's got a great smile, million dollar smile. But we were talking. He said, how was it last night? And I said, Joe. We all went there and we talked about the same stuff. We talk about at work. That's exactly right. That's the thing about working in sports is that people all be out with friends and they'll be like, I know you really don't want to talk about whether Jake Browning can keep it up this weekend. And I'm like, dude, I would much rather talk about Let's Jake Browning that. than anything else. Cause you start asking me about like things that are real and actually matter in life. And I am a fish out of water. That's one of those Facts. things. Yeah. Th- those are not feelings. Those, Over, are, those are facts. Not very many feelings there. Wait, are you saying that specific to me or specific to all of us? No, you. Okay, because you know that yeah. I'm extremely narrow, like just I, in terms whoa, of like. I did not say that. I'm um, just saying, like, it's okay if you implied it. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff outside of sports I know a lot about. I I take I'll take umbrage with that because I think you know a lot of yeah. stuff about things outside of sports, but there are some things that are just out of your wheelhouse. You have as much, and I say this very positively, useless information as almost anyone that I know. I will call, I will call Daniel. When like I need to switch a light bulb in my house, like I can't do a dang thing if it's not like that's why we're such a who great was team, the too. yeah who was the third wide receiver on the Houston Oilers in 1978. But what a great pairing! That's yeah, right, that's true. I know that's, where it's, like, that's uh, what it's all about. We're like lamb and tuna fish. That's an old Big Daddy <laughs> okay. reference. No, no, you don't no, know lamb and tuna fish. I don't fish? know what that yeah. is. No, okay. Perhaps you're more comfortable with that analogy. <laughs> um, Rob Schneider, I think. Uh, <laughs> Okay. At least Daniel knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Big Daddy, that was a, that's been it's been a minute since I've watched that. Oh, All right. great movie. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple things though today. I think people want to hear a little bit about football. The holiday sure. party was gay. Hey, if you have other people that you're spending your holiday party with, make sure that you go out, you have a good time like we did last night. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun. I think last night was the last night to have a holiday party. I decided that because now it's like we just want to lock in. We've got football tonight. Friday is the twenty second. Like that's too yeah. close to yep. it. Saturday, you we've got, got football. Yeah. Sunday, Christmas Eve. And then that's it. We're on we're the football. All, we're all working on yes. Sunday. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, man. Yeah, really. And we're working tonight too. We're not the only ones mm. as well because we're going to talk about Thursday night football here yeah. in a second. Very first thing I want to say though, Geno Smith officially returns to practice field. Yates. The thing is, Drew Locke didn't look bad under center, being able to carry the Seahawks team. Do you feel like this is going to impact the Seahawks one way or the other if Geno does play? It's a good matchup. They play the Titans as you just mentioned, and not only did Geno practice yesterday, practice in full. So the implication there is that he will play on Sunday. Uh, if you are looking for a streaming option, certainly Geno is amongst the more reasonable ones because of the matchup. And while Drew Locke did play well this past weekend, um, like the perspective, like he had 209 yards and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. If that's a Geno Smith game, we'd be like, oh, another meh effort from Geno Smith right there. So Geno definitely an upgrade for the pass catchers in that offense against that very shaky Titan secondary. Yep. All right, then let's dive into Thursday night football, yeah. guys. Ooh, second to last one. That's right. That's Jets, right. Browns next week. The last Oof. one. What, what's the over-under on that game going to be? Jets, 31? Low. 31 and Ooh, a half? It'll be pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Low. Although the Browns are playing good, de- a good offense all of a sudden. Joe Flacco. Flacco. Oh, well done. Is, Joe Flacco. Took the note. Crushing yeah. it. Joe Flacco. Uh, let's talk Saints and Rams. Chris Olave, I think going to return in this one, guys. Missed week 15. He's go. been dealing with an ankle injury, but he is good to go for this week. Over the last five games, Field Jates, he is wide receiver 10 yeah. in fantasy points per game. How do you f- feel about this Saints wide receiving core with Chris Olave coming back. Pretty darn good. He's wide receiver 13 for me, Daniel. So he will be inside your lineups tonight. He is healthy. It seems like the Saints had a very specific plan with Chris Olave as it pertained to that uh, ankle injury. 
between last Sunday and today, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of understood that if you gave it a go this past Sunday, you might not know, not only be able to uh, finish the game on Sunday, but also be at risk for not playing on Thursday if you have some sort of recurrent. So Chris Olave practicing in full. I know it's a Thursday night game, so not really practicing, but he is good to go, and it's a good matchup as well. This Rams team has played much friskier than we anticipated defensively this season, but they are still a very inexperienced secondary. Should be a nice night for Chris Olave, who, by the way, has been one of the most heavily targeted receivers when he has been on the field this season. Rams secondary giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last five weeks, yeah. Field J. So I don't know if that's going to continue, but at least gives you some reason for well, optimism. Well, it should help Olave, who's cleared either 100 yards or scored in five straight and it's 226 yeah. yards per game that the Rams are giving up to opposing wideouts. Yeah. Um, I have a stat that I thought, I think we're all in on Chris Olave, right? He yep. probably got you here. He's been fantastic despite whether he's dealing with an injury or dealing with an illness or, or I, bad quarterback. quarterback. Well, that's that's yes. the point. That's yeah. This is exactly, I wanted to contextualize that point. I think they're going to, despite the money that was moved around, have some conversations about Derek Carr okay. uh, this spring and summer. Chris Olave ranks first at the position in air yards and also first at the position in unrealized air yards. Mm, yeah, Tells you all it. you need to know. Yep. You know, what's funny is we, we give Mike some flack when he drops stats of that nature sometimes <laughs> because we're at the point of the season where it's like people are like, yeah, you know what? Take your air yards and shove it, right? Because they just want fantasy points. <laughs> we don't, they don't need care EPA. about air yards, right. right? We want points because it's the semifinals of our fantasy football leagues. But yes, it's too good. He's too good, is Chris Olave to bench him. But he is the only Saints wide receiver that I would be considering tonight. Rashid Shaheed had a good opportunity, we thought, this past weekend to cash in, and he had just three catches for 36 yards. So I think because of Derek Carr's sort of uneven season. Yep. And just the fact that Chris Olave is the clear star in this wide receiver room and the fact that when the Saints get inside the 10-yard line, they have several other options who are more prominent than the wide receivers not named Chris Olave. It just depresses the ceiling for guys like Shahid, like... I don't even know who's going to be available for them. Keith Kirkwood or Marquez Callaway, right? Like they have some throwback names that are currently on that wide receiver crew. One of the guys we don't have questions about is Alvin Kamara. He is a top five running back. He has double digit fantasy points in every single game this season. He missed the first three games of the year being suspended. And in spite of the fact that he missed the first three games, guys, he still leads all running backs in targets. He has 11 more targets than Christian McCaffrey. That's he is the only running back with a 20% target share on the season. Averaging over seven targets per game and over six receptions per contest Unreal. He's a lock it in starter. Alvin Kamara, it's like if you give Derek Carr a check down option as efficient and talented as Alvin Kamara, it's like putting an egg and cheese sandwich in front of my face after a night of drinking. (laughs) Of course I'm going to eat. Did Tyler do that for you? Like, did he make you a sandwich this morning? Tyler? Tyler no. him the chef. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. No, I had like a banana and a Gatorade. Oh, well, that, that was my college go-to after a long night. Um, yes, well said, though. Um, Halvin Kamara, here's a little trivia. Okay. What do you think his lowest finish is? I guess this isn't trivia. This is just whatever. What's his lowest finish so far this season? Finish as in fantasy, fantasy points, points or as in like he finishes running back this? Running back this, what you just said the second part. Probably, I'm going to say running back 28. I was going to say like 14. RB19. Nine. He has been a top 20 running back every, every week. Every single week. Every week. Wow. You know, coming into the season, I talked about how with Alvin Kamara, one of my concerns for Kamara was, all right, hey, you know, like with Kamara, he just has no big play upside anymore. And how is that going to translate into fantasy value? <laughs> and how about this? Alvin Kamara, 
is averaging 3.9 yards per attempt, the second worst in his career. Wow. He's averaging 6.6 yards per reception, tied for the worst in his career. Here is the answer, you big dumb dumb field. He's going to have the best <laughs> volume of anybody in fantasy football. I mean, at least as far as running backs in the receiving game are concerned. So that is how he has thrived. He has been an inefficient player on a per attempt basis. Yep. And yet, because the volume is so astronomical, Alvin Kamara is a top five fantasy back this week. This Crazy. is why, Field, when you and I start a band, Chasing Volume is going to be the name of our Chasing band. Chasing Volume and Unrealized Air Yards. Yes. Yeah. Unrealized Air Yards <laughs> is going to be our hit single. Yes. Do I get to play the tambourine yeah. on that I one? Okay, on, on that. the side. That yeah. sounds like a plan to me. All right, let's so talk can about- I just say one last thing about the Saints tonight? Sure. sure. Is that there's going to be a touchdown scored by the Saints tonight and that bothers you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know where because you're going. Because it's going to be the king of... So, like, the person that no one is starting. Well, last week was two Juwan Johnson and one Keith Jimmy Graham. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Right. Jimmy Did Graham. you guys know um, Jimmy Graham played uh, basketball? Did you guys know that? Oh, about I have not heard that. No, never? Wait. Okay. I'm serious. When? Like, last week? Like, in college and high school, too, I think. Weird. That's why he's really good at, like, boxing out. Oh, oh Wow. Okay, this all makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Maybe I will adjust my rankings after the podcast. But uh, yes, Jimmy Graham, who has four touchdowns now this season. Four. Oh my gosh. I believe on, the longest one is like eight yards. On how many targets? How many? I think it's like eight targets, six catches, four touchdowns. Yeah. So whether it's him or Keith Kirkwood or Jawan Johnson or um, like a, like Kalen Saunders, who's a defensive tackle, someone's going to score an annoying touchdown tonight for the Saints. Write that one down. And then believe it. tweet at us. Seven targets. <laughs> Four touchdowns. Seven targets, four touchdowns. That yeah. might be the most efficient season in NFL history. Yeah. That's why Mike couldn't come in today. He's He actively <laughs> is broken. He's trying to figure out how to be able to put all this stuff together. He's Mike Vrabel. That's right. What, 12 catches for 12 touchdowns in his NFL career. Field, I'm going to recuse myself from this next one because I had a board bet about Matthew Stafford last week. And I, I, would be, I would be appreciative of your perspective, though. Yeah. Here's the, here is the, this is the debate that is going on in my head with Matthew Stafford. It's uh, very clear to me. It's one, Matthew Stafford um, faces a very good defense tonight. Mm-hmm. The Saints mm-hmm. team that is where it is right now, still in the NFC South playoff hunt because the NFC South stinks and because they're playing good defense. However, Matthew Stafford is playing really, really well right now. He like is. He is locked in. He has been for a month straight. He has 18 plus fantasy points in four straight, including 23 in three of those last four. We also just watched Matthew Stafford in what was a terrific matchup, and it kind of highlighted some of the potential limitations for a player like Matthew Stafford. He has zero, and I mean zero, rushing upside, right? You might be able to say he has negative rushing upside. Uh, Does he have negative yards this year? I was going to, like, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying that he does. I can look it up. Like like more kneel downs and rushing attempts? Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's sort of what I was thinking. So he has to, he probably, he has to throw multiple touchdowns. We also know that the Rams have one of the, work heaviest backs in the NFL this year, which is mm-hmm. Kyron Williams. Yep. So I have him as quarterback 16. Despite my confidence in the way that Matthew Stafford is playing, the avenues to a 25-point game are just narrower than they are for guys who are playing a lot worse football than him. I think that tracks. I'm also a little bit concerned that he was sacked three times versus Washington without yeah. Sweat, without Young. Yeah. And we just saw the Saints. Now it's a different situation, but sack Tommy DeVito seven times. Have you seen the Giants sack numbers with DeVito under center? Mm. Are they large? They must be astronomical. It's like record setting. Ugh. I mean, it won't end up being record setting because he's only played, what, probably a half a season by the time it's all said and done. But yeah, it's been 
remarkable how much difference teams are when they're facing the Giants versus when they're facing everybody else. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So it's yes. The Saints defense can get after it. And that Rams offense has dealt with, you know, Rob Havenstein's been mm-hmm. banged up their right tackle. So um, I've got him as quarterback 16. Daniel, you're at 19. Liz, you're at 18. So we all kind of see him in a similar light. It doesn't um, feel good, though, Field, because when he, you, he's playing better than the 19th best quarterback in the NFL. Exa- and that's the point where we're at. We're like right now, when you look at this, there's that emotional conversation of like, how do I bench a guy that's just given me four straight weeks of what has been really good quarterback, like top 10 quarterback numbers? I mean, I, six for the past five weeks. In fact, that's, like, that's Mitch tough. Trubisky two weeks ago had 20 plus fantasy points and played terribly. Yeah. <laughs> so like I just so just Stafford, though, is not going to give you. Like Trubisky, it's not a guarantee, but Mitch Trubisky rushing for 25 yards and a touchdown is like, yeah, kind of makes sense, right? Matthew Stafford probably hasn't rushed for 25 yards and a touchdown in years, I had to guess. Maybe Maybe ever. Maybe an Uh, NFL game, yeah. 19 carries, 70 yards on the season. Ooh, man, he's been cooking. I shorted him (laughs) quite a fair amount on his rushing yards for what it's worth. Uh, Jackson points out, our producer Jackson points out that Tommy DeVito, at Syracuse in 2019, was the most sacked quarterback in the country. So it's a Tommy DeVito thing, apparently. Yeah, it's a thing. All right, so understanding we are likely out on Matthew Stafford unless you have no other options to stream at quarterback field when you look at the rest of these Rams, Kyron, Puka, and Cooper Cup, they're all lineup locks, right? Yeah, Kyron's easy. He means RB2 on everybody's board. The volume is insane. The passing game utilization is good. He's playing like 85% of the snaps. Uh, Ronnie Rivers could be elevated from IR today. Maybe that takes away just a tiny bit of work for Kyron Williams. It also might just take away a tiny bit of work for like, instead, not Kyron Williams, but um, like other running backs on this roster, right? Which I guess it's really just like Kyron Williams and... Who else is getting work for them these days? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, it's it's like, it's very narrow right now in terms of guys that are actually getting up. Royce, Royce Freeman, Freeman, I guess. Like Zach Royce Evans. Freeman. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably Royce Freeman getting like a little bit less work rather than Kyron Williams taking work away. But I've got him as RB2. I've got Cooper Cup as wide receiver 17. We have seen really like a, a resurgence over the past three games. He's got 25 plus fantasy points in each of his past three games. He's got eight plus targets in each of his past three games. Yep. Um, I might have been like a hair too soon to say that like Cooper Cup appears to have lost it because while he's probably not quite at the level he was in 2021, wow, going out on a limb there by saying that, he has looked better over the past few weeks, hauled in that 61-yard beautiful touchdown catch last week. I wonder if those are actually kind of the low-key hardest catches to make. I think I saw after the fact that like it was uh, he had 16.9 yards of separation, which was like the most open a receiver has been on any play this year in the NFL in which he was also targeted. And it was like, he was so wide open that it's like that ball just hangs there. And what was actually like one second before right, we right. felt like 10 minutes. Uh-huh. You're like, I'm thinking about this one way too much. If I oh, drop yeah. it, I'm going to be the biggest, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a total like the goat um, in the wrong way. And uh, he caught it anyways, because he's Cooper Cup. That that touchdown, though, the 61, 62 yard touchdown was yep. interesting because he only had short gains for the whole first half. Just a lot of dink and dunking, which, again, against Washington's front is not great. The fact that Kyron Williams has had 22 targets since week 11 is not great. And I think also is another reason I'm nervous about Matt Stafford's protection. Um, What is interesting, if you look at Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, is, first of all, Puka Nakua is still, even after last week and his limited production— the only player to have managed six plus targets every week this season yeah. in which he was active, starting right. Yeah. You have to start him. I know people are going to be upset because he was limited to what, like 50 yards or something, but uh, he drew eight 
targets last Sunday, same number as Cup. He uh, also was, I believe, he ran the same number of routes and the uh, pretty much every play they're playing, the same right? Number of yeah. Snaps, yep. You know, I yeah. think he ran three fewer routes and ha- recorded the same number of snaps. Yeah. I've yep. got him as wide receiver twenty-one. I also think it's important for those that are watching the YouTube stream right now that they look at the headshot that we have. Of oh, Puka that's Nakua. what you were referencing. And if I you're wondering why Puka Nakua went in the fifth round, you have to look at this headshot because now he's got his Samson hair. Mm-hmm. Hair. This is okay right here. Like this is like volume. This is like Bruno Mars style hair right here. Right. He has his Samson hair now. Remember when Herbert grew his hair out and got really good? Puka Nakua has now got that long flow, and he is one of the greatest rookie receivers ever. This is a note to the fellas, because a lot of men think it's the beard that gives you the superpower. Nope. So I've heard. And Daniel, you have both. Yes. Yes. You can probably- Covering all bases. Well done. I think think long hair, when you being able to grow out that lettuce, it gives you a completely (laughs) different look, guys. And it it can give you some good vibes. Dude, you're more versatile than Taysom Hill now. Like Daniel and I tend to show up around the same time for work and we'll be in the makeup room and they'll be like, you want the usual to me, which is just like literally just like taking like, you know, a a dime of, of, of hair gel and just like (laughs) rubbing it around or whatever. My hair doesn't have a lot of versatility. Daniels, they're like, what do you want to do? Like, there's yeah, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do with it? You what looks are you going out? for? You want to curl it? Sometimes you want to do we braids? Early, yeah. Rosie will put braids in it on the, you know. So it'll be. We have some fun being able to do that. That's one of the things that's cool about hair, guys. It's just hair. Like you just take it out if you don't want to have it anymore. Like I, and I most, know. I will say, Dude, most Matthew did men that like thirty years ago. Look and really great. great. Just throw a baseball cap on. I, I will. I guarantee most <laughs> most yeah. women are like, oh, baseball cap. Turn it around. We're happy. That works. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I can't wait for Field to walk in tomorrow with like a backwards baseball cap on Friday show. How you doing, kids? (laughs) (laughs) I need that clipped off. Can I have that clipped off and ready for the show? Yeah. Did you guys see Pete Carroll after the game? That was him. It was awesome. Pete Uh, Carroll. Yes. He needed energy. Can you win a game in the first quarter? No. Can you win a game in the second quarter? No. Can you win a game in the third quarter? Heck no. Can you win a game in the fourth quarter? F yes. All right, in case you didn't watch it, Field and I basically just redid the whole thing. I was going to say, you don't need to watch it anymore because that was a better reenactment than the actual thing. Yes. I showed it to Rosie. I was like, you got to see this. You've got to watch Pete Carroll, like a 70-year-old man, just screaming at the top of his lungs. Like He's so great. He is awesome. All right, let's move ahead. Oh, actually, let's pick this game, you guys. Hold on. Before we pick it, though. Okay. We need to apologize to Liz Loza. Oh, because as we mentioned this yesterday. We did. But on Monday, Daniel was like, all right, let's pick this game. And when you were actually like this, all right, let's pick this. And Liz was like, Seahawks. And we were both like, <laughs> what? Excuse me? You actually thanked me. You're like, oh, good. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank well, you I so just, much. I don't like when we pick the, the game sweep. unanimously yeah, because right. it leaves us in a very vulnerable spot. And yeah. I was going to pick the Eagles. Yeah. Um, do I get a mulligan on that? No. Can I? No. no. Okay. Never mind. Nope. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So uh, we owe an apology to you because you picked that game confident. confidently. Very confidently. You nailed yep. it. Liz Loza, excellent at her job. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Drew Locke, forever. That's all I'm going to say. Forever, Missouri. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Liz, who so are you taking in this, this one? Rams yeah. or Saints? I'm going to start with you. I know. You're starting me again? <laughs> Let me know who I should pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the Rams. I am also going to take Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Ooh, field, this is tough. NFC South? I'm taking the Rams. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. That's okay. It's my fault if, if the Saints. If this happens, yep. no big deal. Yep. That's all right. All right, we're going to come back, talk about our week 16 preview. But first, Field Yates. Home, auto, prize sports memorabilia. Whatever you need to protect, Geico can help get you covered. And with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access. It's easy to Geico. Go to geico.com today. All right, starting with quarterbacks, Liz Loza. I'm going to start with you, Tua. Has not hit 20 fantasy points since week eight. 
Yeesh. Over the last Ellie? month, he is quarterback 28, yeah. averaging 12.3 fantasy points per game. What are you doing with him in week 16? Is it time to drop him and just find someone else? Are you just benching him and grabbing a streamer? What are you? How are you approaching him? I'm not starting him, right? He's outside of my top 15. So even in a really deep league, he's not a starter for me. I don't think it makes sense to drop anyone in week 16 right now, though, right? Like you're okay. going to stash because someone gets hurt. Uh, There could be a reconfiguring. But I think Tua's major issue outside of being dragged into production because of Tyreek Hill is the fact that, like we talked about with Matthew Stafford, he really offers nothing in the rushing game, and that's uh, capping his ceiling. So if you don't get one of these big volume passing efforts, then you don't get nice fantasy production. You mentioned 28th over the past month, Daniel, amongst quarterbacks. Yeah, he has been 23rd or worse in three of the past four weeks. Gross. He has four total touchdowns in those last four games as well. One, two, zero, and one passing touchdown. However, he played really well last week. 21 of 24. The fantasy production was not there, but Mm -hmm. he was terrific against the Jets, an awesome defense. So my confidence is a little bit higher in two of this week. I've had him as quarterback 11. So amongst the players that I think would be considered streaming options, Tua is behind Baker Mayfield for me as an example. But besides that, I'm feeling pretty good about Tua because I think this Dolphins team comes to play at home on Sunday against a, a Cowboys team that I'm not sure what we are getting out of them on the road as we know their road woes have been real this season. As to the conversation about whether you should be dropping Tua or not, if you feel more like Liz than you do me about his outlook for this week, this is sort of like a oddly specific example. But if you play in a league that has short benches, and your other quarterback besides Tua is going to start for you next week because uh, absent health concerns. You're not just looking at this week. You're saying also look ahead to next week to know. Yeah, like your defense would be one that I would be saying like, all right, I could drop. If, if I have a second quarterback that I am not going to play this week, and the only way that I would play him next week is if my current starter gets mm-hmm. hurt, mm-hmm. you could use that spot if you think there's a great matchup for a defense next week because other than... The 49ers, who are in a bad spot this week themselves. I guess the Ravens, who are also in a bad spot this week. There haven't been that many defenses that you're like, every single week we must play them. The Cowboys, who were that defense early, have turned into a much different fantasy Mm -hmm. defense. You know, the Jets are a great defense, but some weeks their offense just gives them zero support. So they get blasted like last week. And uh, a team like Buffalo that we thought could be a great fantasy defense coming in the season has not been that. So that would be the circumstances under which you could justify a drop. You know, one of the weird things about Tua is the fact that I feel like in my head, the ceiling is so high because of Tyree Kill and like a multi-touchdown kind of game. Yeah. But because of the lack of rushing and the idea that he's, I don't want to say it's not a lot, but he's, he's only has five 300-yard games this year. It's not like he's out there, even though I think about Tyreek being in, in play for 2,000 yards. He's not throwing the ball and having 335 yards and three touchdowns. Do and you ha- want to know why? Tell me why. Or he mostert. Well, that, They're that running the ball so that well. Part, that part yeah. is part of the reason why his numbers have dropped this year. But Tua had a game last year against the Baltimore Ravens where he threw for six touchdowns. And that alone is enough to keep you up at night and wonder whether you should be starting to a tongue of mm-hmm. That's what happens, Daniel. It's one game from a player forever 
makes you nervous about setting that player. And Tua falls into that category. Week one, he had he threw for 450-some yards and three touchdowns against the Chargers. And yes. it's like, well, I know that ability is in him. What if yeah. it comes out here in week 16, especially if he gets Tyreek? If Tyreek is sure. back and fully healthy, then you feel more confident about totally. that. But how many quarterbacks this year are surviving almost exclusively off their throwing upside? Like, it doesn't feel like very many. Right. Yeah, I would so. say other than, and you'd have to... Maybe Parsons one. I think Brock Purdy is probably the only one of non non mobile quarterbacks. And he's mobile, but he doesn't run that much. But like, think I think about he's managed a couple of rushing scores though. Ma- yeah, of like maybe. But just him. you know, it's like Josh Allen, elite runner. Jalen yeah. Hurts, elite runner. Patrick Mahomes has not been elite this year for fantasy. Nope. He also hasn't rushed for a touchdown mm-hmm. this season. So uh, Joe Burrow obviously got hot, but he was really quiet for a while, and now he's out for the season. So very few pocket passers are thriving in fantasy right now compared to prior years. Yep, I'm with you on that. All right, let's move ahead, Field, because it. you talked about Baker Mayfield as a part of this. Yep. Baker Mayfield is back-to-back games with 20 fantasy points. We just talked about Tua. This is one of those things where if you had these two quarterbacks, yep. which one would you rather play this week, Baker Mayfield or Tua Tungavailoa? Um, I would have Baker just a couple spots ahead of Tua Tungavailoa, but it is, of course, very close. But Baker has just been on an absolute heater of late. He's got 20-plus points in each of his past two weeks. He's playing a bad defense in the Jaguars this weekend that's dealing with some injuries as well. And the Bucks' inefficient running game is leading them to throw the football a ton whether it's to the wide receivers or Rashad White, who has been just unbelievable this year in fantasy football. So I think Baker, playing the way that he has of late, even with minimal but slightly more rushing ability than Tua, is a slightly preferred play. I agree. Slightly. A little bit of trivia since you dropped some. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield last week became the first visiting player to ever post a perfect passer rating at Lambeau. So is there a trivia question? Well, I know it's just a fact. Okay. Sorry, it wasn't a question. Well, I did the same thing. (laughs) I was like, here's a trivia for me. And then I just like asked a question. I'm going to share some trivia with you guys. Okay. That's what it is. So the next time you're out at bar trivia and the question is asked, who is the only player to go on the road to Lambeau Field and have a perfect passer rating? You now know the answer. Now I know. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, My only next holiday get together. We'll do this. My only worry about this matchup, because they're playing the Jags, right? Okay. Um, is knowing that Trevor Lawrence, we'll talk about in a little bit, may not play, yes. there's potential, then this could just be a really low-scoring game. Ooh. And we just talked about the— I, I have my concerns about this Buccaneers defense to the point that I'm not sure they can play okay. low-scoring games. We'll talk about that in the Trevor section okay. in a moment. But yeah, it's a fair point. I but- feel like there's a shot. We're, we're going to expect— um, fireworks yeah. and then there's a shot that they could all have been like soggy in the truck and when you light them they just fizzle I out. mean that's what that is exactly what would happen yeah. in week 16 because it's the fantasy football playoffs yeah. right like that's what would happen that's how it would work what's well, yes. up midwestern kid who lit fireworks illegally uh, not me no oh. I'm not I was never a fireworks kid yeah I was never one neither of those. was I they yeah. were really boring totally I definitely, definitely am getting different vibes. From <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Liz, man, are you, were you a rebel back in your, you know, your Chicago days? No, but fireworks were fun, like yeah. bottle rockets and all that stuff. My grandpa and I would like light them up in the backyard. Oh, okay. I didn't nice. know it was bad. It, nobody got hurt ever. Well, my cousin one time got burned real bad, but I, he deserved it. But, but <laughs> other than that, other than Liz, that you <laughs> are. Wow. Um, Some might say I'm a firecracker. Well, yeah. Yes. Look at that. You are. Yes. Um, I play with nerd fireworks back in the day. I would put uh, Mentos and Coke. And that was my yes. version <laughs> of fireworks. They all exploded. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's that, we call that nerdy fireworks. I'm yeah. on that. 
Uh, Liz, we talked about Trevor Lawrence. There we go. Give me okay. a confidence check that you have in Trevor Lawrence. Assuming that he plays right, right, cur- yeah. right now, currently in the concussion protocol, yep. still needs to be cleared. Assuming that Trevor Lawrence goes this week, Liz Lowe's confidence I is. I don't think he's going to go. That's but if he does, issue. but if he does, um, I think I have him ranked QB nine. But in actuality, I'm feeling more QB fourteen. Okay. I don't like that he's missing probably Zay Jones. I don't like that he's missing Christian Kirk. I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. And I don't like that he has been up and down all season and rather inconsistent. And I agree that the matchup is fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Yes. But then this is then the justification for Trevor Lawrence is not his play, but it's solely a matchup based decision. Okay. That's fair. Totally fair. But the matchup is really good. Yes. Who has allowed? You guys want some trivia? Yes. Yeah. Who has allowed the most passing yards in the NFL this season? Philadelphia Eagles. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I, I just wanted to take a shot. Obviously, the answer is You're a good teammate. Yes. You're a good teammate. Yeah. So it's an unbelievable matchup that we have seen time and again. Quarterbacks expose this Buck secondary. Yep. It's crazy. So um, I am not shying away from this Buccaneers secondary. And uh, if Trevor Lawrence plays, he will be a top 10 quarterback option. Quarterback nine. I'm sorry, quarterback eight to be specific for me if he does, in fact, play. Although I'm dubious because uh, he missed practice yesterday. As we know, Stefania will tell us until the cows come home um, that you, you know, it's nonlinear for these concussion protocols and we'll see. Um, but We'll have much more on that tomorrow with Stefania to open the show. Can we just circle this matchup? Because I feel we've talked about how this matchup could go a variety of ways Mm. that are not necessarily the direction that everybody is assuming. I mean, if it doesn't, I will be disappointed. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Okay. (laughs) So I'm getting the vibe that Field has a lot riding on this particular matchup in his semifinals. Well, here's what I would say is that I just think that I've, I've imagined, and I try to live my life looking through the windshield, not the rearview mirror here, right? I'm trying wow. to look forward. I'm trying wow. to imagine wow. only good things, right? Instagram meme coming at us. Look at this. Um, okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, but I just, you know, you, you do get a little bit nervous that when you talk about something so confidently, when the stakes are so uh-huh. high, right? Uh-huh. Like back in week three, if I said this and it was a dud game, like worst case scenario is you've got a couple teams that go to 0-3 meaning your couple of your fantasy teams. Now it's like, if you're all in on this game and then it's a 10-7, you know, baseball game, basically, you're like, oh my God, like I just lost every matchup. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little Am nervous. Am I getting into your head saying, now? And yes, okay. you have. Thank you, <laughs> Brown. Well, not just tomorrow for you to be able to hear what's going on with Trevor Lawrence, but field every Sunday for the rest of the season and this season as well, or this week as well, 10 to 1 on ESPN2 for Fantasy Football Now. What a great promo right there. So we'll have a little bit more there. Let's talk about the Bears backfield. Liz, you are (laughs) our resident Bears fan. If you think I can understand this backfield. Former Bears running back, Liz (laughs) Loza. Liz Loza. They had me in there. Lots of padding. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to be able to see you between the tackles. I feel like you could pick up. You know how there's that question, can you pick up one yard for a million dollars in the NFL. I think you could absolutely make that happen, Liz. I think one yard, but also I would die. Yeah. Well, that might happen. All right. Yeah. Well, if you were, would but you, I'd die a, a, a millionaire. millionaire. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'd die a millionaire. Yeah. All right. Would you start any of these bears running backs in week 16 for Not your fantasy playoffs? If I have to, it's very, very hard. Entering last week, it seemed like Foreman was the guy. It did. He had the high snap count. Yep. Um, and then Roshan Johnson, 
obviously had a much larger role, both in terms of his snap share and in terms of the receiving game. You're not going to see a bunch of targets given to Foreman anyway. Um, and he looked good. Like, I think the rookie is explosive. I really appreciate his talent. I wish they'd use him more. But it definitely seems like there is a, a carousel of options, neither of which are um, particularly appealing yeah, or appetizing. Let's, let's put the numbers to it. Sure. In two games since Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and Khalil Herbert have all been healthy once again. Week 14, Deontay Foreman, 11 carries and three targets. Roshan Johnson, one carry, zero targets. Khalil Herbert, three carries, zero targets. Oh, it's a Deontay Foreman show, right? Mm -hmm. Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> Last week, in the game in which the Bears, sorry Liz, were up, I know. 10, mm -hmm. up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Yep. Like, this was not a game where they were playing from behind. Yep. Up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Six carries for negative six yards for Deontay Foreman, zero targets. Six carries and one target for Khalil Herbert. Five carries and six targets for Roshan Johnson. Here's what I think about this. I think the Bears feel like the best player in this group is Roshan Johnson. I think they also feel like he's just not quite at the point where he should be or needs to be a 70% snap player. I think they're going to continue to rely on all three, two out of the three more than the third. Mm -hmm. And based off the last two weeks, it's hard to decipher who the third slash odd man out will be. None of them are inside my top 30. Wow. Okay. So no bears running backs this week. I'm with you on the Rashawn Johnson conversation. I was just yeah. trying to look up field. One of the things like is Rashawn being kept off the field because it's one of those like rookie pass blocking. We got to like, always good in that regard. Okay. That's, that's a strength of his. I think it's, you know, Deontay Foreman is probably the best between the tackles runner. Herbert's got some juice. His nickname on Twitter is Juice Herbert. Um, I think Roshan, it's kind of just a little bit of a acclimation period. We see it with basically every running back too now, apparently. Do you think that you would ever consider changing your Twitter name to Juicy Eights? Probably not. I've been Field Yates for the entirety of my Twitter existence. <laughs> of, of okay. I think I've changed my Twitter profile picture like once. So I keep really? it simple. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, do it every, I do it every once in a while. Like once a year. All right. You change your, your name? Twitter, my Twitter profile. My photo of like your my photo, Twitter not your stuff. name. Yeah, not my name. No, I'm my trying name. to spend less time on that oh, app, right? app. On the app. Um, some Ooh. days it works better than others. Yeah. You got to find a new app. You got to yeah. find a nice hey, friendly app. What are you telling? Books. All right. Books. You, so books audio, my new saying, app. Wait, like it's an actual Just app? reading books. Oh, okay. No. I was yeah. going to say like audiobooks. Like I'm in on that. That's a you know, great app. You know what's great about X and Twitter? The nuance that you can pick up on. Oh, yeah. So much nuance. So it's really when you have character limits unless you pay for them. It's so... Um, fine. Right. Let's talk about the Raiders. <clears throat> I'll let's tell you it. what. Yeah, let's, let's Speaking of nuance. Back. back ourselves out of that conversation. Speaking of second, X, right? yeah. yesterday I was reading uh, Raiders coach Antonio Pierce was talking about Josh Jacobs status for Monday's game mm. against the Chiefs. Said, quote, I think he was close last week. That was a decision we all made for the best interest of him. If I had to be a betting man, which he is not allowed to be, I would think that he would play this game. That came from at Field Yates. On X. Oh, I guess there is something redemptive about that app. So, um, <laughs> I love, I love yeah. when he's a humble king. Yeah, it makes uh, me so happy when you when you see like a real field black. Yeah. Exactly. It's so endearing. Um, the question. Let me ask you this, Field. Uh, like, it sounds like we're going to get Josh Jacobs. If sounds he, like yeah. If he doesn't go, we find yep. out something happens last minute. We yeah, saw Zamir knows, White, yeah. 17 and a half fantasy points last week. Where yeah. would he rank for you if Jacobs doesn't go? Top 20 running back for me. Mm -hmm. He would be okay. in my lineup. He had 70% of the snaps last week. He, of course, got that rushing touchdown early in the game. And he had three catches as well. So mm -hmm. just a little sprinkling of that passing game utilization is enough to make him a justifiable RB2. Uh, I am going to believe Antonio Pierce. But today, because they play on Monday is the first day of a practice report being issued. So if Josh Jacobs is a DNP, 
then, you know, keep your options open going into Monday. Zamir White definitely should be added off of waivers if he has not been yet. This is the point of the year where, like, adding insurance backs is super mm-hmm. valuable if you haven't already because I can't imagine too many teams have, like, three wide receivers on their bench that they are deliberating playing and, like, you, you have right. to plant your flag on one, right? So, like, uh, build a little bit of flexibility and add those insurance backs, just in case. Uh, also, only rostered in 10% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. Oh, were we going to go there? I was just going to say that same 10%. thing. 10%. Okay, there you go. So, that means he's available in 90% of leagues, <laughs> No math major, but I would concur. Yeah. Go totally. pick up Zamir White. Hey, let's talk about the rest of this offense. Jacoby Myers seems like he's in a pretty good spot. Had a nice game last week, Field. How are you feeling about the other Raiders wide receiver in this one? Yeah, it's sort of a tricky one. So I feel pretty good because he's a good player and a good matchup, right? Legereus Sneed probably going to shadow Devontae Adams as Mike referenced yesterday, which yep. means that Jacoby Myers will draw an inferior player from that Chiefs secondary. Over his past four games, he has a total, though, of 22 targets. That's five and a half per game. So you have to ask yourself, is that enough in an offense that is absent when they play the Chargers, not a guarantee to put up a bunch of touchdowns? Is that enough to justify a start? He will be wide receiver 38 on my board this week. So close, especially in three wide receiver leagues, but not a lineup lock. So last, uh, let's see, the last time they played Kansas City was in week 12. He went six for 79 and a touchdown for 20 fantasy points. Obviously, part of that is the projection that Mike talked, where it's if you have Legereus Sneed on Devontae Adams, yep. I feel like Lives gives you the opportunity to be able to take advantage of some things. So I have him as a low end flex play for me. I think that's kind of sort of the territory we have a, a lower end flex play field. You is and I are right? the same in terms of ranks 38 oh, no, for 38. wide receivers. Right. Liz, Liz a little higher. So a, a little, a little bit higher. Optimism, yeah. um, the optimism is mostly baked in the fact that the Chiefs are 10 point favorites. Ah. So, and you know what? I have to imagine that the Raiders are really pumped after last week. And I, unlike Mike Clay, do believe in a little something called momentum. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like t- after that trouncing of the Chargers, I can take shots at Mike too. I, you guys you aren't can, the only ones. Can, Come yeah. on. Um, we encourage that. They yes. might, they might that. come in a little bit more uh, readied and they excited and they're rested yes. as yeah, well. Yeah, They've had yeah. extra time to prepare. And this is obviously a divisional foe. So I think there might be a little bit more volume for Myers than we have seen over the last, what, three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, that's a that's a fair thing to say in that same game. How do you feel, like, Liz, you look at both of these, mm-hmm. like, superstars. Obviously, the one that we're starting is the guy that we talked about yesterday, which was Rasheed Rice. You weren't on the show, but we all have him yeah. as a top 10 wide receiver. The question mark is Patrick Mahomes. What are you doing with Patrick Mahomes in week 16, Liz? I, I don't have the emotional fortitude to sit him. I mean, if you are in... He's ranked inside my top 10. He's my QB seven on the week. I'm not going to play Baker Mayfield over him. I'm not going to. Are you? Are you? I mean. No, I'm not. Okay. I've got uh, Mahomes as quarterback seven. So okay. none of the the players ahead of him are the players that you would expect to be ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now based off how they've performed this season. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, and um, I think the only other one that's probably like, and Dak Prescott. Sure, yeah. And then I guess. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields would be the only sort of like borderline one, but it's a great matchup ma- for yeah, Justin Arizona Fields. Arizona is yeah. such a good matchup. Yeah. Yep. Are you optimistic about Patrick Mahomes, not just because he's Patrick Mahomes and can do Patrick Mahomes-like things at any moment, but also maybe banking on the emergence of Rishi Rice, who we're all agreeing uh, is excellent and, he, and yes, the team has committed to, right? And also thinking that maybe Travis Kelsey had a down effort that Bill Belichick properly schemed against. Um, okay. So on the Rasheed Rice part, 
I do like it. It certainly helps, mm-hmm. but it's been going on for a month now and it hasn't That's exactly fair. catalyzed Patrick Mahomes. Um, here's what I would like to, I'd be curious if we'll get any more out of from Mahomes. In his first nine games this season, he had 296 rushing yards. 296 in his first nine games. Yeah. That's a pretty good number right yeah. there. That's yep. like 33 per game. Over his past four games, he has a total of 38 rushing yards. So nine and a half yards per game as opposed to 33 plus per game or 33 per game. The last how many games? Four. four. So the last four games, he's basically averaged every week what he did. He's His total is yep. what he yes. averaged every basically. week at the top of the yeah. season. So he will he, we see more running from Patrick Mahomes, who has yet to find the end zone. Now, this might be selfish, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> For in, a week moment, 16, in week 16, we're okay with it. Monday. It's Christmas. Yeah. Sure is. A couple years ago, maybe three years ago, four years ago now, Alvin Kamara delivered a Christmas miracle with six touchdowns. He did. Who is due for the Christmas miracles on Monday? And who better than the... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who better than the face of the NFL? And you can decide whether the face of the NFL right now is Patrick Holmes or Travis Kelsey. Or Taylor Swift. I feel like it should be a person who is either employed by. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, point well taken. Um, Who better to deliver a Christmas miracle than one of the stars and the faces of the league? That'd be great. That is the, let me be very clear. Did you get the script? I did not, but that is the single least relevant argument that I've ever made (laughs) as it pertains to why I'm confident in a fantasy football player. We might have lost subscribers because of that extremely non-nuanced argument, but still, don't you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs playing at home against a team that the last time he played, he had over 20 fantasy points against the Raiders, a team that he has generally fared well against in his career. That might be a little extra tick of motivation. Let's keep it simple. Let's put it in the hands of the players that we trust. The guys that we talked about a little bit yesterday, yeah, maybe deliver a little Christmas miracle, Daniel. A little, little twenty-seven point Christmas miracle. Look, if Santa can deliver, why can't Patrick That's, Mahomes? You know what? Is he is he Santa Claus? Have you ever seen them in the same place? Daniel? I haven't. There no, you go. I haven't. For what it's worth, I don't feel the same confidence that you guys do. <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> Grinch. I know. <laughs> and I, and I wow. Don't. He was like, uh, by I mean, the way, this again, week 16 so and you're getting tired. 13 fantasy points, 13.6 fantasy points, 15.7 fantasy Like when I look at the box score. Oh, it's terrible. There's part, it's like, but but everything that you guys are saying I get because it's like, would I rather play Jake Browning who has had back to back to back to back really good games or do I bench Patrick Mahomes yeah. and I lose my fantasy championship on the game that he finally does 303 touchdowns? And so, part of that is that emotional hedge, right? Yeah, but you're also the guy who complains about Josh Allen. I do complain that's about that's some. Point. I do complain. So I th- I'm just getting chippy towards the that's, end. I'm I know, sorry. Like it's coming okay. out. I'm tired. I do see you, though, <laughs> one spot below us in rankings. I think what that is reflecting, though, is that you are almost ranking Patrick Mahomes at what you believe to be his perceived ceiling. Quarterback eight, right? Like you don't view a quarterback one effort. Liz and I, being the cheerful people that we are, of course, yes, are trying to remind people that it is still possible that the best player on the planet could have a throwback day on Monday. Which is why you have him all the way up at quarterback seven. Well, so that's, that's exactly right. I'm saying, no, I'm saying you, you are ranking him for like what you perceive to be a ceiling. I, we are ranking him as like, there's hey, even more of this. There's, there's yeah. more there. Like, still. It might be too low on Patrick. Ball. 
You know what? We might be true low. Like he could easily be QB one this season. It is a that is a tough decision. This is one of those ones where if you've oh, got to I mean, make listen, that decision, it's, a, it feels weird to have Patrick Mahomes as quarterback seven this week. Yeah, which and weird not as in like wow that's way too low. Weird as in like that's way too high. But and I know that like you could do this every game, but if you're trying to make the Mahomes argument, fifteen point seven fantasy points last week. The Chiefs had a passing touchdown by Jarek McKinnon. Beyond that, he had two interceptions last week to Patrick Mahomes. One of them was not his fault at all. That was the it was the Kadarius Tony drop. The other one was, you know, I think probably more a shared interception between Mahomes and the receiver. So, you know, if he doesn't have those two picks and he doesn't take three knees at the end of the game, He's at 20.0 points. And maybe hey. we're saying to ourselves, yeah. Patrick Holmes, 20 plus fantasy points in two of his past four games. He's that would bad. be nice. I'll tell you what. This I'm just a- trying to make the case for the Mahomes people out there. I know. I know. And in That's seasons past, it would be like, hey, week 16, would you rather play Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? Correct. And this mm-hmm. year, it's yes. would you rather Patrick Mahomes or, or Matthew Jake Stafford Browning. or yes. Jake Browning or yeah. Baker yep. Mayfield? It's, totally. it's a tough one. All right. Uh, Kelsey's tight end four for me this week, which that feels ridiculous, but I don't know how you have him. Higher than Sam Laporta and which is I crazy. have tight end one, I guess. Do you? <laughs> I guess I just looked. I sure do. It's, it's you. When we walked in, you asked me if I would take Sam Laporta or Travis Kelsey, and I, without looking, said Sam Laporta. So I clearly yep. need to move Travis Kelsey to my tight end too. Um, <laughs> that holiday party, that. man. You know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> too much eggnog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll happen. Miller uh, Light eggnogs. Let's let's talk about Chargers here. Let's do it if you don't mind. Keenan Allen is likely going to be out in there is out in this one field. Uh, We don't know that for sure. He's missed two practices though already. So, Oh, wait, but wait field. Hold on. This is one that I feel like I'm going to do more than just hedge on. You're, you're right that the practice report state that factually, but the chargers are in last place. Oh, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to play, but I just, I I don't want to, um, I'm trying to prevent against the person who listens to our show, moves him out of their lineup, and then we find that on Saturday he's going to play, and they're like, dude, you told me he was out. So that's all. That's fair. That's fair. Yes, I'm expecting him to be out. For the rest of the season, I imagine, if we look at this record. And I'm only mentioning it so that fantasy managers who have other other players might want to look ahead and not expect a return immediately or even for week 17. Would any of those other players like exist on the chargers as it is right now. If you're not playing Keenan Allen, who from this team are you playing? Field? Can I tell you what you're hoping for? If you play Josh Palmer, who has my wide receiver 52, despite my <laughs> affinity for his last name, Aww. you are hoping that the chargers are down 35 to nothing at halftime again. Yep. And that in the second half, the bills call off the dogs and the chargers find their way. Mm. But uh, my confidence level is so low right now in this entire Chargers offense. Yep. The Bills are a team possessed. The Bills need to beat the Chargers and the Patriots over the next two weeks and have the Dolphins lose to either the Cowboys or the Ravens. The Ravens game being in Baltimore, by the way. Yikes. And week 18 would be for all the AFC East marbles. I think the Bills go to Los Angeles and absolutely smash. I'm, Vegas does not disagree. The Chargers are 12-point underdogs. Wow. Smash. At wow. Home. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Okay, so then Josh Palmer, the only wide receiver. And Field, you said you've got him outside the top 50, right? 52. Like, yes. Okay, so Liz, the only other guy that I would consider in this offense Mm-mm. 
is Austin Eckler. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about Quentin Johnston. No. Okay. no. I was like, oh, we still having this conversation. Please don't make me have this conversation one more time. Austin Eckler has unfortunately just been brutal. And recently it's been really bad as well. It's not like you've got a good run leading up to this. So how do you approach Austin Eckler, who has as much talent as anybody in the NFL at the running back position, but it's a win or go home time for your fantasy playoffs? You're flying too close to the sun here. You would take this one. <laughs> Why don't you start? Yeah. RB twenty one for me. I, concerned so about the two. yeah. I mean, concerned about the rushing efficiency. RB two as in like he's a, a, a an RB two, not he is your RB. Yes, he is yes. an RB two. Uh, yeah. okay. I'm concerned about the efficiency for Austin Eckler. I'm concerned about the possibility of him seeding carries to others, which we saw a little bit of mm-hmm. last week, even before the game got totally out of hand. Yep. I'm concerned about limited passing game upside. RB twenty one, and that might feel generous. Don't love it. Don't love it. Doesn't it's the good. efficiency that I just want to point out. He was the he averaged 5.3 yards per touch last year. That number's down to 4.9 yards per touch this year. Mm. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually massive when you when you invested what you did in Austin Eckler. Yeah. And the nose for the end zone, girl, it's sniffing not the end zone anymore. Doesn't feel good. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right, he last, misses you. That, I think that's a big part of it, that's Liz. A conversation that we should probably have. Yeah. I mean, when you I'll were his podcast partner. Two years ago, mm-hmm. best player in fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, I can still make this whole place shimmer. And we like, to be clear, we love me. Matt Harmon, who's his, his new podcast partner. Yeah. This is not He's a Matt right. Harmon thing. This is a Liz Loza thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, since Liz Loza became our teammate here at ESPN, I have not lost a single fumble. That's well, true. Awesome. I thought you were going to say I have not lost a single matchup. And I was like, oh, no. Ew. Well, I wish okay. I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> if there is one person here that has big ball security, it is Field Yates for a fact. <laughs> oh, wow. So that is true. That was a thing from yesterday. We watched it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, so you just, just make sure you watch the show. So yeah. sorry. Yeah. Hey, sorry. let's talk about a couple other things. One last thing. Okay. Eagles defense has been brutal. I, like almost as bad as oh. it gets. But is it enough for you to consider starting one of your New York Giants? Against them, Field Jades. Uh, it is not amongst the wide receivers. Wandell Robinson probably is the most desirable quantity. He has 35 or fewer yards in seven of his eight last games. Oh. Darius Slayton has good speed, obviously. He mm-hmm. could score a long touchdown, but uh, I feel very unconfident in this Giants offense. Uh, Darren Waller would be the only pass catcher that I would consider mm-hmm. startable. He is my tight end 12 for the week. He had six targets last week, second most on the team and four catches for 40 yards. As we discussed, which was important, he made it through the game and now seems to be trending up in terms of his health. Optimism for Waller if you have to. Um, I think from a which of these is not like the other's perspective, I think I like Slayton more in terms of overall production. Um, and I was too burned by Robinson, who I really did buy in yeah. on last week. Yep. Yep. I'm it's tough. Yeah, and this, this Eagles team is going to feast. They've got the, uh, if you play an 18-week league, the Eagles defense has the Giants twice. And as we talked about earlier, the Giants are letting up sacks at an astronomical pace with Tommy Cutlets under center. So a big day in store for that Eagles defense, even with how, they, how bad they have been over the past month or so. Saquon Barkley, obviously a starter for us in this one. But yeah. what about on the other side? DeAndre Swift has been difficult and frustrating. He is a legitimately frustrating player for fantasy managers. This one I would agree with you on. Um, Did you know that DeAndre Swift is fifth in the NFL in rushing yards this season? That's pretty good, right? I did not Mm -hmm. know that, no. He has also been RB28 or worse for four straight weeks. Mm -hmm. We said this a couple of days ago. The secret sauce for DeAndre Swift is not that secret. He has to either score a rushing touchdown or be involved in the passing Mm -hmm. game. 
RB28 over the past four games or worse, every single one of those games, he did not score a touchdown. How many yards receiving do you think DeAndre Swift has over the past four games? Four games. Go ahead. Total receiving yards. 60? I, I would say less than 60. What's your number? I'll say 50, 58. 12. Oh, you were you, we were way over. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Daniel might have won and Price is Right yeah, scoring. Price is Right did you? Um, but I definitely twelve receiving yards in the past four games. Did That's, you know that and just tried to like hedge to make me look better? No, well, no, maybe. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, honestly, this is one of the things about DeAndre coming in where it was like he's such a good pass catcher, and we had this question coming into the season field. Yeah, I, like I don't think that we can expect passing game usage at this point in Week 16. We can't. I mean, the if Eagles have told it, us that over awesome. the past four weeks. Now we're at the point where uh, a coach who has done an unbelievable job and Nick Sirianni is having to answer questions about the offense and the play calling. So um, can I, I do want to give one big shout out. DeAndre Swift coming into this year, and I've said this, had missed at least three games yeah. every single year. And yep. I know that as a Lions fan because that happened. He has been healthy all season long. Has been, yeah. Shout out to him yeah. for being able to do that. Because Very durable. Is, yep. Especially this year. It feels like a battle of attrition just getting into the fantasy playoffs. So he has settled into what Miles Sanders was last year, where the yards at the end of the season are going to be excellent. But if he's not scoring touchdowns, which Sanders continued to do all season last year, yep. Or not being involved in the passing game, which really no back since Jalen Hurts became the starting quarterback has been consistently. He's going to be a no play. So RB 28 for me with DeAndre Swift. Who is their goal line back? I mean, I, like, Jalen I know, Hurts. I know Jalen it's Hurts, Jalen Hurts, yeah. but do, do any of their running backs even really get goal line touches? Nope. Not unless you consider Jalen Hurts running back, which he isn't. <laughs> which he, he's yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, technically yeah. not, yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, I have, him, I have Swift. I mentioned he's been RB 28 or worse for four straight weeks. Where is he in my rankings this week? RB28. Okay. Wow. There. Liz, you have the same. He's also, he's my RB27. Okay. So, you know, those 60 yards, I gave him a, a little a bit little of a boost. A little bump yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's going to do it for today. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to have more previews for the rest of the week 16 lineup as well. But yeah. hopefully you get everything in for Thursday Night Football. And most importantly, Liz, again, so great to see you. Love it's great to have you. Here, Safe travels. Thank you. Guys. Do you have any room in your bags for Daniel and I to join you on the way back to L.A.? <laughs> no, it's full of warm weather clothing. No. Oh, like yes. All the, or, all the clothing that you own that is for warm weather, right? Oh, no. So, I guess cold weather. Cold weather. Cl- I mean, yes. yes. Cold weather. All the cold weather clothing, clothing, that's a hard thing that to is, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you, you put brought it with you here. I did. Full bag did you see that giant jacket I wore yesterday? I did, yes. Enormous. Yeah. Did you only buy it for when you have to come no, to Connecticut? No, I had it. Oh, okay. All right. It just is used like four days a year. That's exactly. Yes. The times I come that's to it. Connecticut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, for Field Jates and Liz Loza, make sure you follow Liz on social at Liz Loza underscore FF and do follow all the things that she does here. She writes props that pop. She writes facts versus feelings. You also write. No more. Yeah, it is just those two that, things. Yep, that's it. It's those two things. So go follow those two things that Liz does. She's also brilliant. She oh, speaks four languages you. fluently. Yeah, that's Great true. Great mom. Yep. Just two. Yeah. Just two? Just two languages. Wait, you speak something besides English? Spanish. Abbas? See, we've done oh, this yes. before. Oh, yeah. This before. Absolutely. Sorry, too many Miller lights last night. We love you guys. Good luck on Thursday Night Football. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday. Bye. Secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you.
Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.